0: My voice broke when I was on stage. Oh my God, what, are, like, <laughs> not horrific, but, well, yeah, horrific experience.
1: Yeah, I was singing The Snowman in Welsh, it couldn't get much worse. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? What do you say?
0: On this week's episode of Song Stories with me, Gavin, we catch up with the awesome Angus Powell. We unpack his debut album, Before the Grey, including the hit songs Monsters and Passenger. If, like me, you're interested in making an impact with your music, there's three great takeaways. Number one, how Angus got over stage fright that he had until he was twenty. Number two, how, as an independent artist, Angus got his music placed into shows by CBC and movies by Universal. And lastly, how he makes a live show that separates him from other singer-songwriter guitar players out there. I really enjoyed a catch up. Hope you like it too. I guess we we'll start off with uh, been playing your music, loved your music. Like, how did you get into music?
1: I've been doing it for years. Like, I went to school in Wales. I'll Probably the same with yourself. It's like you go somewhere that's not in a town, and it's kind of there's not a lot to do. You have, like, music, you have... It's a, that's basically it. Like, the Welsh are very into their music. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a Welsh primary school. And so everything was built around from the assemblies in the morning where you have you, you have a singer-song and you do this. And then everything's very musical. Um, everyone's playing musical instruments. And then you've got all the vods and you've got the, you know, the kind of, like, the group song things. So it was kind of very much... It wasn't really an option as a kid. That's what you, you kind of did. Um, so did that then lead into... Like singing
0: I think I read you did Choir singing at some point Or was it instruments or I did well A bit of everything really
1: I used to do um, Welsh Steadful singing As a young Young kid Wow like, like five, six, seven, And then My voice broke And then I didn't For a long time But I, I went on to play Musical instruments then And tried really hard With a few And failed Um <clears throat> Yeah, so I tried a lot of instruments as well And this is kind of just while I was finding my voice again And I, I didn't sing again until I was in my 20s I got a bit of, like, a, bit of a stage fright with it Because my voice broke when I was on stage Oh my god, what, hor- like, <laughs> not horrific, but, well, yeah, horrific experience Yeah, I was singing The Snowman in Welsh, it couldn't get much worse
0: <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. if you're making a movie about that happen I would pick a Welshman singing Snowman, you know, it's it's almost imaginable
1: There would be no movie about that <laughs> What, like...
0: Did you finish it? The song?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't win though. <laughs> Let's just say. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. was a really good experience. I was at that age when my voice was just breaking, and I should shouldn't really have been singing that song. In so, the key I was singing it in. as someone who's been a, I we say,
0: amateur performer, like you have an amazing voice, and not just to bring you up, you do. So, how did you go over the stage fright from that moment in your twenties?
1: I think do you know what I. I went into doing acting. Like I did, I, I did music, and I went and studied as an actor, and. I think that helped a lot with with kind of confidence thing, and it it was by accident I fell back into the singing. Really, I was doing little bits and pieces, and where I went to university in Salford, the the, the performance section department was above the the recording studios which did all the popular music courses and i i desperately wanted to be on a popular music course not performing arts course um as soon as i found out what they did down there i spent a lot of time just hanging out down there and sort of chatting to musicians and then did a couple of little session jobs for people before i knew that was a session job did a couple of vocals and bits and then from there i changed bits of my course into focusing more on the popular music and stuff okay. so when it came to the dissertation time where everyone was like doing things about writing plays and putting on performances I did a project where I wrote a song and recorded a song and yeah and that was my first kind of real experience of getting back into it as wow. so you went from not doing it to actually writing your own songs uh... in there I'd always been writing songs but I just right. never sing so I yeah I, I used to write things all the time um and I've got books of some really shocking songs, which they're hidden away. But um, yeah, I did it for for years, and I think that I kind of knew I, I always wanted to get back into it. But I think it's funny when something happens like that to you, and it's in front of a crowd of like very sort of unforgiving teenagers. It's not really. It's quite hard to, to sort of yeah step. step oh, back I can into. I imagine.
0: It's so hard for you. But then <laughs> it's good. No, it's fun. I'm sure they don't have a uh, you know platinum EPs that get placed on like movies and stuff now. So uh, you're kind of winning overall, right? yeah well we'll see <laughs> so what was the feedback when you first started doing it like at university do you know
1: what because I tried out for a few cover bands once I got a bit more confident I was like I'll go and do some cover stuff and everyone kept saying to me we love your vocal but I don't think it's right for the cover band you don't sound like anybody else mm. and that was kind of I was thinking what, what is this and then, and that kind of I, th- I guess was a good thing um, but back then I was like I just want to be in a cover band and do some singing and work in a band yeah. And like yeah I really like your voice but you don't sound like this or you don't sound like that and that was kind of, yeah. And so from then, I just did a bit of the writing stuff and got in with some of the producers and just, it was a long time. I did get into a cover band in the end, I'm not going to tell you who that was for, but um, I did a bit of that and I toured around
0: Europe and stuff doing that. Okay. And that
1: was really good for helping confidence as well. Right, just a lot of performing, I
0: guess, as much as anything else.
1: Loads of, loads of performances um, and that was kind of really, I realised how much I hated it and then, came away from that and to work in I kind of then decided to kind of take it a bit more seriously I had no issues with being on the stage anymore but it was a case of trying to find out where I was trying to place what I needed to be doing what I wanted to be doing really. So did you get a bit saturated of doing the covers and everything like that? Oh, I hated it right I hated, okay. it. I hated it. the people I worked with weren't very nice people either um so that didn't really help but I spent a lot of time away from home. So I lived, in, like, I lived in Spain for a while yeah. um, and travelled around and, and did a lot of gigs in the UK as well. And it was just, it was fun to start with. You know when you're singing stuff you don't really care about and you're driving like, like from... You just go through the motions rather than caring so much. Oh, totally. Like I'd, I'd be driving, we drive through the night sometimes to go to gigs and then you do a gig where you kind of didn't really, I didn't love it. And it wasn't really around people that I really, really liked being around. So, Yeah. So I came back And then I was like Right What what can I do now And then That was it kind of That Started auditioning For actual real bands And that okay. kind of thing
0: Okay And did you Go into real bands Or straight to Doing your own stuff then
1: No I don't know oh, God <laughs> I uh, Yeah I, I, I went through Quite a few process <laughs> Quite a few bands To get To where I am. I, I realised Going through the, the bands And doing all that stuff Was important Because I realised what I really Didn't like Yeah Um I I went into a pop project, pre, I was maybe, I was about 23 and I, did, I was in a pop, I was signed in a pop project for about okay. five years, uh, I was brought into a project that was already existing and they wanted somebody with a bit more of a rocky vocal, okay. a bit more of edge, so I came in and we, we were put in like a band house and we lived down in a house in mm-hmm. London and mm-hmm. we had proper management and we did uh, huge tours around the UK and support slots and okay and it was great and the guys I was working with there were lovely and so that probably was most of the reason I stayed in that project but I know it wasn't right again it was quite poppy and yeah and then as pop things do they kind of fizzle out and then from there I went right it's completely opposite to pop and like I'm going to go a bit rocky because I come from a bit of a rocky background with my vocal it, okay. it hasn't always been the way it is um, and I did the full full rock thing so you know rock band rock guitarists drummers fun, yeah. everything um, and we had a great band but that was they were people that were slightly older and they had real jobs and they could never really commit to stuff so did you aside, write for the
0: band sorry to interrupt
1: yeah yeah I did I, I came in again as a vocalist their vocalist left so I came in and they had a load of gigs done and they had a load of songs which they'd already written but they couldn't use the vocal the, the lyrics because the guy had left and he'd written the lyrics so they gave me a—I think it was five weeks to rewrite all the songs to their melodies and then we, we started gigging, and it was great, it was really good, it was, it was not good for my voice, it damaged my voice a bit, uh, I was always losing my voice, because it was just kind of singing over really loud instruments. But... Yeah, yeah, amps turned up and, to the max and all that. Yeah, and stadium drum kits and stuff like that. But...
0: A very diverse experience from what you've said already, so like going from the the stage type writing songs to the cover to the rock band
1: given know, what I you sound as was now i really worried to place myself and and i think i didn't really have enough confidence in myself to go out and just do it on my own at that point and i i, I kind of yeah i didn't know like a lot of my what i write about now is experiences i've been through and it's stuff probably that I hadn't been through that i wouldn't be writing the songs i'm writing now okay yeah yeah
0: oh wow so you in the rock band and then Is that when you started your soul material after that?
1: Yeah, I left... Well, that that band kind of dispersed, which was a shame. It was a great... great. Uh, Yeah, and then from the rock thing, I went and did a bit of... Really focused on to writing. Because at this point, I didn't play guitar at all. Didn't play any instruments, apart from the ones I played badly from when I was a bit younger. So I took a bit of time to learn guitar. And so I started maybe around 2010, at the same point, I started really focusing on on my writing as well. So pulling together all the bits I'd written over the years and the stories and stuff I had in my head. Yeah. That's where I started to do. It's kind of uh, thinking, I'm not writing for anybody particularly here. I'm not writing because this is a genre I'm writing for. Um, I'm going to write whatever lyric I want because that's what I'm trying to say, rather than I'm going to write that lyric because this is what I think people would like to hear. And that's very much what I was doing in the rock band and the pop band. Okay, and then from your soul stuff,
0: um, again, this is reading online, so if it's wrong, please correct me. You seem to be quite focused on getting sync deals and trying to get things placed, as opposed to touring constantly in like smaller venues. Is that,
1: did I pick that up correctly? Yeah, kind of. It, it it fell into being a sync project. Not it wasn't deliberate that. Okay. So I was doing a lot of because the the it, it, the first thing I recorded was the EP which is the Monsters EP and that was something I'd been working in London doing recording and London is a really uncreative place for me right. I, and I, I couldn't really get anything done there you know you live like you live very poorly if you if you kind of want yeah, to yeah. so I was working a lot to try, and, to try and pay rent and stuff and then not really focusing on music so I spent a bit of time and thought this, this isn't working so I, I moved back to Wales well, I set up a home studio and that's where I started recording all the songs I've written over the past couple of years. And um, the Monster EP just is something I didn't really know about production, I was... A much worse guitar player than I am now. So wait a minute, um, did you produce that yourself? The first EP, I yeah, so monsters. Wow. I recorded monsters. The track monsters. I recorded in my bedroom.
0: And you taught yourself all the production and guitar and everything.
1: Yeah. So like, this is so sort well. Of, uh, Mate, that's incredible. I can say about it now because I can I can sort of play the guitar now, but I couldn't play the guitar when I recorded monsters. So the the guitar riff on monsters, I played it like a million times and. To try and sync the timing up, I didn't know anything about production. I, I don't, I didn't know about quantizing or any of that. Right. So I got individual notes, cut them all apart, and then laid them out for the whole track, uh, to, to time them. And that's why the songs got well. Yeah. So the the song took me hours and hours and hours to do. So you actually did the notes separately and then matched them all up, like on the. I played them, but obviously my timing and my timekeeping at that point was was horrific. I couldn't play to click or anything, so that's what I did. That's even more genius that you did that. Then I'm well, so impressed. Really. It... Uh, Now I found out that you can quantize notes if if you want to, and it's done in a a second. But I'm not even lying, it took me days, and I keep going back and thinking that's slightly out of time. And like I can hear the timings perfectly in my head, but my playing wasn't up to scratch to play them, so yeah. (sighs)
0: So did you record a lot of songs in that spell or that batch of? Uh...
1: Yeah, well, the first EP I recorded. Then um, the songs off the album now, they, a couple of them had a different life before the album tracks. Okay. So trenches was on the first EP. Yeah. Um, what else was on there. Trenches, shivers, lines, and hold my heart were recorded before as well. They were all recorded at home. Then we took those tracks from the original EPs because one of the I had two original EPs and when We'll go around and still... The two EPs I recorded at home—they were out and about in the world. And when I got signed to my company, Halogen, yeah. they—we decided to take the best of the two EPs and make a like a another EP and relaunch it. Okay. So those four tracks were the tracks that were all recorded at home. Right. And they got were, that then went on to get the sync sync. Uh, okay. Sync, sync deals. And what's
0: your? there's a bit of a songwriter question so I, I could geek out on this what's your songwriting process like do you have voice memos as you go do you do notes or do you mix your voice or do you throw newspaper articles in the air or do you have a sort <laughs> Um funny to say about po- uh,
1: the articles I did a songwriting class teaching uh, um, a um load of kids and that was one of the things that oh, I was let's try this yeah i don't do that no <laughs> i'm just thinking my process is really there is no process um i sit and play around on a guitar or get an idea in the car
0: yeah I do
1: record voice notes but i never really ever go back to them i write things i've got pads and pads everywhere full of stuff but it's more i'll just sit and something will just come and it'll develop um and there's no real structure. I can write. If I need to write for somebody else, then I can write that really focused. Mm-hmm. I can do that quite quickly. But my things kind of grow over time. Okay. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I mean, how
0: many songs do you think, for yourself, you wrote to get your album? Uh,
1: quite a few. I mean, I have loads. Um, there were songs... We only had 12 to go on the album. So I have another probably album and a half... Which is it's halfway in development anyway. Okay. So we worked on some of them and some of them, you know, didn't you, you pick the ones that flow and the ones that the story flow together. But I have, yeah, loads of okay. files and files and logic projects full of okay. songs which are ready to go. So I've asked the
0: same question a few musicians and or a lot of musicians, sorry, and they've often said it's not so much complete songs, but they maybe have like a hundred ideas where they started a song or they've nearly and it,
1: do you have similar to that? Um <laughs> Some, some songs, my songs, because things I write are a little differently, I, I kind of, they're more of stories rather than okay. than songs, so I don't write them in sections of, like, choruses and this is a bridge and this is a verse, it's just the way they come out, and so sometimes I can write a song very quickly because I'm just trying to tell that whole story, and it's just a case of how I fit that over the melody that I've come up with. Or So it if a song doesn't ever get finished, it's usually because the story wasn't strong enough for me to... Oh, to that's interesting. That's interesting yeah. So come back it, to your, it, Sorry I, can, I so, some, some of the stories I've written Like in a song Years ago I never finished And then I'll pick it up again Like years later And think Ah oh, That actually works here Or I can That's the same thing And maybe that That can come into this song And that's happened a few times Nice
0: So come back to the EP, and I guess for one of a better phrase, your breakthrough song with Monsters. Like, mm-hmm. did you? Were you independent when you got that synced onto um, some of the shows and stuff?
1: How on earth, yeah, I mean, how did you totally. manage that? So I sent out a million emails. I, I used to do a lot of research. Um, quite a few times, people had said to me, "Oh, this would be great on a TV show." And, and and at that point, I didn't really know how. I didn't even know what sync was. So I spent a long time looking at shows and watching things, thinking okay this would be a good show for that kind of song or that song is similar to you know the style of what I'm, I'm doing so I'd look wait for the credits see who the music producer was uh, music supervisor rather and then I'd google them I'd search for them and then I'd find their companies and find out where they're located in the world and this is geeky because I this is not geeky this is brilliant uh, I spent quite a long time researching and I made like a hit list and then I sent out emails to people and a lot of people never got back to me and then I kept getting this email back saying we can't receive anything that's unsolicited from artists it's got to come through a manager or a label yeah so I bought a com created my own label label well manager yeah so I was I was um I was JP at Warehouse Productions and so I sent them all out again and the responses I got back from people were completely different so uh, people started replying and saying "We like this this is great we'll put it on file um and I set I basically used to start at five o'clock each evening because I knew most of these people were based in LA so I wanted to make sure that I was emailing them within their working day rather than emailing them in the middle of our day and then they'd get that at 7am in the morning and then think forget about it by lunchtime so I did that for a long time stayed up so I would be there to reply if anyone replied to me within their kind of time frame as well
0: I'm loving this that's so clever
1: well it worked for it did work for a bit until I got a telephone call from somebody asking to speak to JP and I was like I really need to be honest with you
0: now so oh you didn't go for the different accents and pretend you're like passing the phone
1: to yourself No, no no I didn't I thought this could go very wrong um and, yeah, the guy really understood. He said, he, you know, he's,
0: he's, I think he was quite, a, quite amused by it. So is that what led to get monitors in the, the original sync deals and that process?
1: Yeah, so just uh, this one guy, uh, loads of people replied and lots of people tried to sign me into deals that were not, uh, you know, That's one thing I had to learn from it, is that it's really important that you read stuff um, and get things looked over by people with with proper legal rights because a lot of people tried to sign things or send things to me to sign that were, like, exclusive deals or taking the rights off or publishing agreements with, you know, one guy tried to sell me into something, which was the publishing agreements. The terms were the universe rather than the territory was the universe. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, that I learned. So, but the one guy came back and was like, yeah, we really like this stuff. We want to give you a chance. Um, I spoke to him on the phone. He sounded great. He said, there's no, we we won't tie you in. It's not exclusive. Um, Let's see how it goes. And he was the guy that got Monsters placed.
0: I love the story uh, of how you did it there. Just there's a theme there as well with your EP about figuring it out yourself and the sink.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is really. It's, it's kind of. I spent a long time doing things that other people were asking me to do that I wasn't necessarily happy doing and didn't feel right. So the best way to do that for me was to kind of make sure that I did it all myself because then if anything was wrong, I could change it. And when
0: it, and you seem to be willing to learn it as you went along as well, like quite open-minded. Is that what you're yeah.
1: Yeah, very open minded I have to learn along the way I, I kind of I just, I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know how to get there And I think that it was just I was taking everything as it came And, and taking everyone's advice and, and doing it that way Yeah Anyway, congratulations What's, <laughs> um, I guess maybe talking more about the live side What's
0: your sort of um, Have you gigged a lot, the album? Or what's what's uh, an Angus Pell show like For those of us who haven't seen you?
1: so um, i did my first actual album gig last last month we did the troubadour in london which was um, a nice little gig it's a, it's a nice little venue right. very kind of folky very yeah and so it's very atmospheric what i do I'm, um i use my acoustics with pedals um so i try and build a bit more of a it's not just as like a singer song or a true thing I'll, I'll build kind of a bit of a a scene with with pedals and stuff and try and, and do it that way it's it's a solo goon um and that's what i'm going to take out on the road um it just had, it's taken quite a while to get it to the place where i'm happy with it okay because the tracks sound so i wanted to make sure that when the, the, the tracks sounded came across in the live stuff as well they're very atmospheric the tracks
0: like they build up um, nicely so yeah you make sure you translate that to your audience i guess
1: yeah, and it was really important for me, because I don't want to be seen as a sing- another singer-songwriter, play- a guy playing guitar in a bar, because I've t- I did do a couple of gigs a few years ago in-, in some bars, which case just for singer-songwriters, and it doesn't work for what I'm doing, because my vocal doesn't come across on a-, a banged-out mic that's covered in lipstick. You know, it's it needs to be kind of a place where people aren't talking over the top of you. Okay. And I find that some of the venues in London are stunning, and it's just a case of finding the right ones. Um the trip, it was great yeah.
0: So we're trying to promote a lot of people who have broken through Like yourself or people who think maybe outside the box So I guess knowing what you know now What advice would you give to Angus when he was like I don't know maybe leaving school, leaving university In terms of pursuing career music
1: I guess well, the first thing I've always said is make sure you read everything. Don't sign anything without getting someone to read it first. Um, I did do that. I signed into a project which I signed myself to this management company
0: yeah.
1: for a, a, a number of years. I, ha- I saw those number of years out, but it's one of those things that now I think I would never have signed that had I really known. I was just I was so eager to work in the industry. I signed anything without kind of mm. taking taking. You know, paying attention, um, and I guess I'd say to myself, "Listen, don't be so hard on yourself," because I can be really hard on myself. I um, I put a lot of normal things aside to just focus on music, and sometimes you miss out on stuff. And now, at the age I am, sometimes I think I have missed a little bit out, or I should have gone and done that, or should have, you know, I could have gone on that holiday. Because it's not changed my nothing happened whilst my friends were around the holiday. But I was like, no, I'm staying here. I'm going to focus on my music. I think that's what I'd say is is focus but just don't put everything into it because you will you'll come to a point where you think i've missed out on
0: that okay that sounds like very good advice um and please don't be hurting yourself you're very talented would you like to cite a third song for us to play
1: i guess maybe on a more of a positive note it's passenger because the passenger is it's more about kind of moving out of a bad situation I mean you probably get the gist of it just from talking to me I've been in some situations where I've I've, uh, tr- I've had to move on and passenger really is about taking what you have and polishing the hell out of it rather than looking in places for things that y- y- you might never find Yeah, it's a, it's a bit more of a positive one it's like picking up accepting that things are the way they are but you can make them the best that you can if you just try and dig a bit deeper so if all like. get From these, his bloody knees and cry. Cause maybe hope's a driver, and the passenger is me. So maybe hope's a driver, but the passenger be me.
0: What's the best way for uh, us to keep up to date and find out more about Angus Powell? well all the usuals you know
1: i'm on twitter facebook instagram is more for my dogs to be honest but i am on instagram um what kind of dogs soundcloud spotify Hmm? what kind of dogs i have two boston terriers cool so crazy little bouncy things but yeah they're amazing um yeah i'm on all of the social media spotify at the moment seems to be growing for me which is quite good and yeah twitter really as well but all the, the things that i'm I will be releasing uh, Geek Dates very shortly So If anyone does want to come Yeah
0: keep an eye on Cool Cool well take care Enjoy the rest of your evening And thanks again for your time Alright thank you mate Bye now Cheers That was Angus Powell I've been your host Gavin Thanks so much for listening to the show Hope you enjoyed it If you did Then why not leave us A cheeky five star review And if you're interested In any of the music we talk about Then you can click on the links In the show notes Have a good 2021 What you say